Hi everyone and welcome to my podcast, Femaling, where we talk about the relatable everyday stuff that us women all experience. Before we get on with today's episode, I just wanted to say thank you for tuning in and thank you for continually tuning in. If you ever want to get in touch and to put your point of view across about what topics you want, you would like me to talk about, please email me on nicole at nicolegoodman.co.uk. If you are ever interested in any one-to-one coaching, again, use the email that I just said. I'll give it to you once again, nicole at nicolegoodman.co.uk. You can find me on my website, www.nicolegoodman.co.uk. Or you can carry on finding my work on all social media channels. So now on with the show. And today I'm talking to Gemma Frenchman about what having it all looks like. We can sometimes get really caught up and stuck in having to have it all. And we can put quite a lot of pressure on ourselves. So I just wanted to kind of unpick that belief and theory just a little bit into what having it all can really mean for us. And the one thing that really stood out for me in this incredible conversation with Gemma was her words right at the end that say, enough is good enough. Whatever we're doing, enough is good enough. I feel like I've just given you the punchline, but it's a really interesting chat. And if you are struggling at some points with having to have it all or having to do it all, then this conversation will be great for you. Thank you again for tuning in. I always, always welcome your feedback please feel free to email me and tell me what you think about all my podcasts or any of my podcasts. And I hope you enjoy this one. I really enjoyed recording it. Hello, Gemma. Hi. How are you? I'm well, thanks. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you so much. And welcome to Femaling. And thank you so much for joining us and bringing all your lovely opinions and your very best self to the call today. I'm excited to be here, Nicole. Looking forward to a good chat. So, um, guys, let me just introduce Gemma to you. Um, The first thing I will say is that she's a lovely friend of mine and she is the absolute epitome of how I view the modern woman, which is why I've asked her to be a part of this podcast. Um, I've always admired Gemma for seeming like seamlessly doing it all. She runs her own business in strategic business consultancy. She has two kids aged 10 and seven. She's a wonderful mummy. She runs a home, which I'm probably is like the most efficient home in the world. I'm sure she's like cringing at everything I'm saying now, but she just has to listen to me. Um, She runs a marriage. Let's be honest, that takes a bit of running sometimes. A busy social life and even found time. I'm not sure when she did this. I think it was at the beginning of this year. Correct me if I'm wrong. To run two, not just one, two, 10Ks after never having run before. And she does all this with complete authenticity and kindness and always has a smile on her face and the most wicked sense of humor. So (laughs) to me, you are the ultimate modern woman. So thank you for being here. Thank you for the lovely introduction. So I'm interested (laughs) in like, how did it feel to hear you being introduced that way? Well, I know that with you sitting on my shoulder, I should say how wonderful it was to hear all those amazing (laughs) things. Um, and objectively, if I listen to that description of a woman, it sounds, she sounds amazing. Um, so I'm going to say thank you for the lovely introduction. And 
uh, genuinely, I'd never think about myself being able to do those things. But I guess objectively, yeah, I do. It's, it's all true. Yeah, it's all true. It's all true. And that's exactly how I see you through <laughs> through my eyes. So it is all true. And, you know, the topic today is having it all. And as I'm, so I look at you as someone who kind of does have it all in terms of what society expects of us. And you seem to enjoy it all. I kind of just want to get, you know, your your take on it. Like, how do you manage it all? Or how do you see it? So I, I think the first thing to say is, you know, that lovely analogy of a little duck calmly swimming, <laughs> mooching around the pond. If you chuck them a piece of bread and they dip their little head in and nosh it and that's it. And then they calmly swim somewhere else. What you don't see is their little legs pedaling furiously round and round and round just to maintain that calm, serene glide. <laughs> and genuinely, Nicole, that is what I, what I feel like. And I think it's very important with you um, to be completely honest. And Thank you. On, from day, day to day, my world works pretty efficiently. I'm, I'm a list maker. I'm, I'm a doer. I'm a got to get it done now or yesterday person. But underneath, my legs are pedaling like that little duck. And... Sometimes that feels fine and sometimes it feels exhausting. I actually love what you're pointing to here because I think, and this is something I think about quite a lot in terms of what women manage every day now in this, in this modern age and what we choose to manage and what's available for us to manage. Because let's be honest, it wasn't as available when our mums were raising us or, and especially mm. when our grandmothers were raising our, our parents. Um, it, they didn't have the choices that we have today. And actually, yes, we have all of these. We are able to have it all, you know, in the inverted commas. By the, by the way, every time I say having it all, I'm, I'm physically doing the inverted <laughs> comma thing. Yeah, air quotes. Thank you. Um, but actually, it, it involves so much juggling. It, it, it to, and also it involves so much juggling to look as if we're doing it in a very serene way. Mm. It really does. I love the juggling thing. I'm so happy that you mentioned that. So can we talk about jugglers for a second? Yes, yes, yes. Let's, so let's talk about the, the best jugglers in the world. The people, men or women, in the, the best circuses in the world who juggle, I don't know, fires and daggers and dangerous things. And also the ones that just juggle kind of eight apples and take a bite out of their one every time they pass their mouth. <laughs> And never, never drop them. Oh, I've got a friend like that. She's wonderful. <laughs> um, the thing about jugglers is that they train. They train for years in their circus schools. They don't just on day one when they're six and join the circus or they've born into a circus family get given those daggers to juggle with. They, are tr they start with two apples or two balls and they progress slowly through their career. And then they end up being the juggler of all jugglers. And, and, and that's that. And we, um, without wishing to get completely feminist and, or, or any, any, anyist or extremist in any way, <laughs> we, we are simply expected, or, or maybe not expected, we simply expect ourselves yeah, yeah. to pick up not just apples, but really fragile, let's call them objects or elements. Fire, um, I love the fire. Let's, let's and, bring the fire. And, and, ju and juggle with them successfully with really no practice, no training and no leeway and no margin for error. So the things we're juggling are our careers, our mental health, our children, our relationships. You mentioned managing a relationship. Um, 
and everything else in between. And we cannot drop those things. Um, but we what happens? Choose, we what happens? But, but and we do sometimes. Well, I yeah. do. I mean, I drop stuff all the time. Yeah. So, do you drop stuff? Do I drop? I yeah, yeah I drop stuff. Um, but I drop stuff and then I hate myself for it oh. because I I don't like that feeling. So I try to keep my balls in the air, whichever way I have to bend. You know, sometimes I'm doing kind of a double flip to the side, metaphorically, to catch something that's <laughs> gone out of my stratosphere. Um. I think what's really important, and you mentioned choice before, is I, 50 years ago, women thought choice was a great thing because they'd never had it before. And I actually think choice is a very dangerous thing because what we end up choosing is everything or we choose to want everything. Mm. And actually what we need to do is spin that choice on its head and say, what do you choose not to do? What isn't crucial in my world? Um, Oh, and, I, love, yeah. I have this really important question I ask in my coaching and it's yeah. what do you choose to say yes to mm. and what do you choose to say no to because mm. when we say yes to stuff we're also saying no to something and when we say no to something we're ultimately saying yes to something else right so mm. it's really important to get clear on and actually I think what you're pointing to is like conscious choice mm. absolutely it, it's it's very hard when you're somebody like me like you who who, who want to get, wants to get stuff done, whatever that stuff is, could be big stuff, could be little stuff, doesn't really matter. It's hard to say no. And um, I'm bringing, I'll bring in my work now into, into this conversation. My work is um, all about helping businesses become more efficient by stripping out what's not necessary or too expensive, in, whether that's in time or money, and rebuilding foundations that are solid and allow that company to take off from that platform and grow, develop, and become more profitable with happy people working inside it. And that doesn't sound remotely like stressful or, or <laughs> not much of a responsibility, is it? Um, what, well, there's two brilliant messages which I preach to my clients day in, day out, and I really should listen to more. Which number one is do what you do best and outsource the rest. Mm, mm, I love that so if you're an expert at something can I tell you what came up as you on. said that yeah I might have to send my ironing out <laughs> <laughs> do it do it so that's brilliant and I'll just say well sorry but my friend who's a strategic business consultant told me to outsource the stuff I'm not good at and it's true because when you do something like that, first of all, you feel better because you are then not being dragged into something you don't like or aren't good at. You're giving it to someone, you're giving someone else responsibility for it who will do a great job. And it makes space in your life to do what you are good at and do more of it. And can I ask a, another question? Absolutely. Because this, I think this is quite enlightening, actually. And if this is something you can apply to your personal life, I mean, this could be life-changing. Yeah, and that's why I said I really should listen to my own advice. It's harder with personal things, of course, because there's emotions um, involved. And that, that's, that's where, the, where it's tricky. But I think for some entrepreneurs and business owners, there's emotion there as well, because they're very tied emotionally to their businesses. So yes, we, we should apply that rule to our home lives or our, our personal lives, because why shouldn't we cut out the stuff that we don't like or aren't good at to focus on things that give us pleasure? Um, it's a bit like, um, I guess, cutting out people that don't feel good to us, that don't make us feel good. Why should we keep those people in our lives? Why should we keep on 
uh, running on a treadmill in a gym if actually we're happier on a bike outdoors for exercise. I think we should. You know what? I think I think I think what drives that a lot is guilt. Mm. Yeah. And I I kind of felt a little bit um, uncomfortable saying that. (laughs) because I think we're all governed by guilt to a certain degree so when especially when you said about cutting people out of your life that kind of no longer serve I mean there's such immense guilt there every time I think about potentially doing there's no one in my life but generally (laughs) you know it has happened occasionally where I just think well I don't serve this person they don't serve me so Mm. um and also the guilt of you know even if I was to outsource my ironing let's say on a much lighter note but the guilt of oh my God, I should Mm. be able to manage this all. Why can't I manage? Why have I got to outsource it when my friend down the road seems to, you know, she's the serene duck and I'm just the one paddling. So that's brilliant, Nicole. Why should you? Because because she's doing it, I should do it. So this is where we have to be really, really careful. So can we go back to the having it all thing? Yes. Um, So... I, I really, truly believe that anybody, woman or man or child, can have it all, whatever it all is, with the air quotes, but not necessarily all at the same time. And therefore, that's, the choice comes back in here. You can have it all, but you must pick and choose what's important to you at different phases and stages of your lives. So I think children are really good at doing that because when a toddler is bored of crawling their body somehow reacts to that and teaches them, allows them to teach themselves to walk because walking has become important to them. And once they've mastered that, running becomes important because they want to run and therefore they suddenly make that choice. And, um, but they have limited choices. They have limited choices, Don't but they? what is important to them at that time is mastering their next physical challenge and they do it at the time that is right ready and some kids walk at nine months and some kids walk at two it's when it becomes important to them for their bodies to be able to do that. And I think we should learn from that and try and work out what is important to us. So we have advantages versus toddlers because we have got um, more developed brains and minds and we have an abundance of choices that we could make. Yes, yes, it's choice. We can say, okay, well now in my life, if I have taken a career break, for example, now it might be more important for me to bring work in some way back into my world. And before I take any old job going, I'm going to really sit down and think and choose what elements it needs to have to make me thrive and happy. Um, And I- So I- Oh, go on, sorry. Sorry, Nicole. You know, I never stop when I start talking. Um, (laughs) I just, just to to go back to the, the friend down the road who's doing the ironing and it looks like the serene duck. Actually, we have no idea what's happening in her or his world, really. We don't know how fast those legs are pedaling. We don't know how her mind is spinning. And we must be so careful um, about looking at other people. Because it's the comparison gremlin, I call it. The comparison, and call it guilt, call it pressure. It's toxic. We just don't know. They could be your very best friends. But you don't really know unless they have shared their innermost thoughts about what their life feels like to them. And therefore, it's important to go to, to ask yourself what's important to you. And if the ironing is simply not on your agenda, then really isn't. Chuck it out. The window. <laughs> <laughs> it really isn't. I happen to love ironing. I, find I it hate ironing. <laughs> and interestingly, I was having a conversation with someone yesterday, <clears throat> which I'd like to share with you all now, yeah. because I've learned 
I get a lot of anxiety over over stuff. I don't get anxiety over big stuff. I get anxiety over being overwhelmed about having too much stuff to do. Yeah. And that's when I start to um, get very anxious and very nervy. And then I start to feel bad because I can't manage everything that I've got to do. And it's just a whole spiral. Mm-hmm. So what I've learned to do, and this is actually very recent, I have learned to, um, not the multitasking thing, actually I give periods of time where I um, keep like one job at a time. Obviously I'm doing my everyday stuff. So I'm doing yeah. my working, my kids, the house, I'm seeing my friends, I'm going to the gym every day, all of that stuff, that, that's, a, that's a rolling thing. That just mm-hmm. happens every single day, right? Yeah. Those are the but givens. When I have, those are the givens. But then when I have like, it was my daughter's eight-year-old birthday last weekend, okay and um and I've got an exam that I need to take and they Mm. were happening around the same time normally what I try and do is I try and do them at the same time so then that creates a lot of anxiety plus all Mm. my other stuff that Mm -hmm. I like to do um so now what I've tried and then we're going on holiday I mean these things aren't big but put them all together and I get a little bit stressed out because I can't manage what I need to take on holiday and putting everything together for that plus my daughter's birthday plus my exam So I needed to separate them all out and give them like a few days at a time. And one is not allowed to merge in with the other anymore. I've gotten really Mm. bound, bounded around it. And I've noticed that during this busy period, I've been much calmer. So you've Um, kind of prioritized your projects as it were, if we go back to the business analogy. I've totally prioritized my projects. Thank you for bottom lining it (laughs) from one thing at a time. And it's actually, I'm actually finding it really, really useful. So for any of you out there that suffer with like the overwhelming anxiety of having too much stuff to do, try, try just like time framing the the bits and pieces one at a time, if that makes any sort of sense. Yeah, I I think it's sensible. But bringing it back to having it all, um, I think it's really interesting that it's, that it's pointing towards how much more there is to juggle in terms of having it all. Mm. I think we have to be careful about the juggling, actually, and say you can, in, in, the, in the real world, juggling does, juggling does let you put things down occasionally, as long as you're careful with them. So a bit like your project prioritization, you, you can put the birthday plans to one side if you've done the, the stuff that you need to get done to book the venue or the this or the that, the other, and then deal with a little bit of another project and then come back to it. Um, it's safe to put things down. Um, for t- for periods of time, and and I think that's really important. So I also get that feeling of total overwhelm when you've just got. It's not even a to do list. It's a it's a needs to be done now list. As long as you're on, um, and I. It's my mine's an I can't breathe. Yes. To list. That's what I, mine is. I also I also I absolutely empathise because I because I'm the same. I have that overwhelming I can't breathe there's too much to do and I've got to do it all now my husband actually is excellent at saying you don't have to do it all now you may have to do it but you don't have to do it all now there's a lovely grid that shows you how to deal with your emails if emails overwhelm you I think you said the other day you couldn't even look at your email your inbox because it just had too many emails in it I don't Um, I don't don't read emails (laughs) at all so there's a lovely there's a lovely grid (laughs) That shows you how to deal with your inbox, but actually it show, it could be just to do with everyday life, which is it's got an 
urgent and important box. It's got an urgent and not important box. And it's got a not urgent and not important box. And then it's got a delete box. <gasps> I think we ought I to love it. deal with things like that. So what is urgent and important? X, then do X. The other stuff. So what's, what's urgent and not important? Like, well, give me an example. Because urgent and important seem to go together for me. Yeah, but I think... So urgent means it has to be done now. So let's say you've got an email from school asking you to select um, times for parents' evening. Oh, my God. Um, that, that, I have to say, <laughs> has got to be... The worst email to ever receive. Because also there's a panic that yeah. comes along yeah. with sheer that email panic. of sheer panic. And yeah. like sometimes, again, I get that I can't. This is, these are the things that I get really anxious about, you <laughs> see. Because I have to get the time slot that I need. Otherwise, we won't be able to go. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I just, I, I hate this, the school email thing. It's just, but that's, <laughs> that can actually be another podcast in itself. But, I'm I mean, going to bring you back for that one. School admin. No, I don't want to be on that one again. <laughs> that, that's, uh, that is, I'm choosing, do I. I'm choosing to not be in that one. Um, I, I, so, so the urgent and important. Urgent because it's got a time frame on it, i.e. you've got to respond by five o'clock tomorrow. And important to you because you know that you can't just take any old time. You have to go to the six o'clock one because you and your husband can only make that. So that's the urgent and important. Got it. Urgent and unimportant. Urgent and unimportant would be something that needs to be done, but it's not important to you. So it could be something in the workplace. Um, Oh, let me have a think. Oh, it could be, so staying with the school analogy, it could be urgent that school's asking you to sign off on oh, a kid yeah, going form. somewhere. Yeah, yeah. But it doesn't yeah. feel important to you because actually you don't really mind if they go on the trip or not. Got it. Um, and then the others are kind of obvious, not urgent, not important. Well, yeah, they're not urgent and not important. But that's a really lovely way of actually managing the everyday stuff, mm. isn't it? It kind of puts it into really clear boxes and yeah. prioritises what you need to prioritise. Yeah, it really does. Um, have we talked about Ka Carolyn McCall yet? I, I was literally just about to say, you were, <laughs> Gemma was telling me this, this, this great story just before we jumped on this call. So would you mind sharing it for us again? Because it really does relate back to having it all and yes. what it looks like so there's a networking group called bloom it's a female networking working group and they had um they have an annual um event called bloom fest which is lovely a pretty name um and their guest of honor was the ceo of itv it was two weeks ago i think and she's a lady called dame carolyn mccall i love the fact that her name ends with all by the way in and I love very it relevant it starts with dame yeah sure and i think for this podcast we should be dame nicole and dame Gemma. i think um, just generally in life we don't knighted ourselves um, <laughs> i think um so carolyn mccall um was asked about the concept of having it all and how she felt about it and she was very quick to say actually do you mind if i ring a, read the uh, the real quote nicole go for it lovely okay. to thank you she said i have never thought of work and life like that the concept of having it all just does, just does not exist. I have always liked my work. My family is really important to me and my friendships are really important too. This is, sounds like the, the most sane person that ever walked the planet, doesn't it? <laughs> she's got three children. She's got an enormous job. She's there's a no way she's sane. Nice there's, person. there's no way she's sane. <laughs> 
Well, on the, she's the duck. She's probably the duck. Oh, she's the duck. But that's okay because she's happy that her legs are spinning and pedaling fast because what she's understood about herself is that she needs work, family and friends and she has kept work, family and friends and she doesn't give a, um, she doesn't give a monkeys about having it all or not having it all. She has what she has because she's chosen the important things to her. And also she doesn't have to think about having it all because in reality she does well we think she does that's like you know when someone says well you don't have to think about money if you have it well arguably people with money think about money more than people who don't have money i would say but that that's another question that's another topic isn't it so that's another we've come up with a few <laughs> podcasts on this one um, so so Gemma, so let me ask like what is your personal version of having it all okay over the years i have realized that my career is extremely important to me. But over the years, my career has evolved and changed direction like a roller coaster, really. Um, because what I believed to be my career goals, air quotes, um, <laughs> when I was 22, graduating from university, are not necessarily the same now. And they weren't the same 10 years ago when I had my son. Um, what I have done is evolve. So what are my... they? Can I? What yes. are? They? Oh, go on. Go on. I was, I was going to say, what are they now? My, so my career goals now are number one to use my skills on a on a daily basis in in a working environment. Number two to work only with clients who who I with whom I enjoy being, and who I believe truly believe will will um, accept and use my advice. And number three, I think, um, yes, is that yes, it's, it has it, that my career must not make me a more stressed version of myself. <laughs> I love the little giggle in there. That was so sweet. <laughs> um, because over the years, and this is this is really important. Over the years, I have tried every type of career work, not career, every type of work, and every type of childcare going, and. I think I have got it right now. I've done the full-time work, nanny, grandma, childcare. I've done the no work for six months, which nearly killed me. I've done, <laughs> I've done the very part-time, which just wasn't fulfilling enough for me. Um, I've done everything and, you know, I've had live-in childcare, I've had live-out childcare, I've had no childcare where I've done everything myself and I've had tons of childcare. I've had a full-on big corporate job, tiny little not corporate job. And now I've realized I've got the right balance for me because I'm in control of it. And that's important. So having it all for me is being in control of my career, being available to my children, for my children, at the times that they need me, not the times that I deem myself available. Um, <laughs> and being able to live a life on top of that, which recently has meant exercising more um, and seeing my friends more. Wow. Thank you. But, and, but really important that that does not, that's not the same for everyone else. Yeah. And I was just about to point to that. Funnily enough, mine is very similar to yours. Um, and for me, it's about balance. Mm. Um, I hate that I word. Do you? Yeah. I love that. I love that word. Isn't it, that funny? It gives me the heebie jeebies because I well, don't it's, it's not concrete, is it? No, it's too vague for me and I don't really understand what it means and I don't think I necessarily have balance, by the way. 
Um, so I think balance is always a very movable thing mm. and it's always a changing thing that constantly needs addressing. Yeah. And there are some weeks in my life where work takes priority and there are some weeks in my life where my kids take priority and there are some weeks in my life where my friends will take priority. Mm. So, and it's just about what's being thrown up that week and who needs what and where I want to put myself and where I want to be mm. in terms of who I'm, who I need to help or who, whatever, whatever is happening. Yeah. Um, the two main priorities, well, the main priority in my life, as I always say, and this has really helped me in terms of work is I'm a mum first. Mm. I'm always a mother first. So my mum hat will go on before any other hat. Mm. And that's actually given me an incredible sense of balance. Do you, now, do you always have that from the minute you became a mother or has, has that come more recently? No, no, that's come that's come through the years. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, as my, weirdly, as my kids get older, I feel like they, I need to be around more. Yes. And I, and I want to be around more. Mm. I want to be around more. I've always had a job, you know, I've gone from hairdressing to coaching. So I've always worked for myself. So I've always been able to establish my own hours. So I've never had the issues that you probably once had being in the corporate world. Mm. So that's been easier. But having it all, I mean, if you were going to look at me on the outside, you'd probably think that I did whatever your version of having it all absolutely is. Um, you're the duck as well but one you're a swan and and I really want to point to having it all like as as you beautifully put it is about creating a life a full life that works for you and it is that is a very personal and individual choice mm. because what works for me might not work for my friend down the street and it might not work for the head of ITV or whoever she is. Yeah. You know, we're all women and we're all doing the modern day thing. But, and yet our, our everyday lives probably look and feel completely different. Mm. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think we have to every so often, whether it's once a month or once a week or once a year, just have a reality check, check and a stern talk to ourselves and say, is this working for me now? Even if it worked for me two years ago, does it work now? And if it doesn't work now, what needs to change for me to, for it to be working again? Um, I really feel we, yes. we have a very unrealistic expectation of what a modern woman is supposed to be because modern is, is very, very short term at the moment. You know, 50 years ago, that's nothing. 50 years ago, women didn't have choices really. Um, and, and now we have everything and that, is that can be quite toxic so we have to be careful with having everything and what I wish for my children both my daughter and my son is that over the next 20 years as they become you know emerge from education into the working world and hopefully have families at some point um is that there that that the message is not that the priority is to advance and at all costs or at any cost but that instead people should understand what they need to achieve it or what they want to achieve in their life and how they can do that for themselves and not for other people. Mm. I love this. I want that for my kids. Too. <laughs> I'm, you know, it's, it's really, it's a really lovely, I mean, I want that for my kids too, because, yeah. and I agree the pressure that is put on women and men, my mm. God, I see what happens with my husband, you know, the pressure that is put on people today mm. in order to live this full life and have it all. Yeah. And bearing in mind, you know, for other listeners out there, we are both London women. Yes. So we both live in London. Yeah. So we are in the London city bubble. Um, and it's probably different 
um, in different parts of the country and different parts of the world, of course. Mm. Um, but we are highlighting what city life pretty much is like. Mm. Um, so, sorry, I totally lost my thread. I totally lost my thread. I, because... Should I nip in with pressure, talking about pressure? <laughs> I'll tell you what just happened because I just looked at my phone. And you see, this is what, you know, I'm sitting here doing a lovely podcast. Having a and then and someone just, it's so boring. Was it a parents' evening email? I had something written. Okay, now I have to. I had something written in my diary for next Monday. And I didn't know what it meant. <laughs> right? I didn't know what it meant. And then a, a text has just come through saying what happened with whatever it said in my diary. And, I was like, and it's just clicked uh-huh. of what that meant in my diary. So actually, that's lovely that's all coming together <laughs> but you but none of you needed to be a part of that um, so go on yes please I was nip talk about pressure um so I I'm guilty of putting immense pressure on myself so I I can talk very level-headedly and very clearly about ch- making my choices and having chosen my career now and working with great people etc etc but honestly Nicole and you know you know this from other conversations we've had I put the most insane amount of pressure on myself I hope to god that I do not do that to my children I'm I'm making taking action not to because I I think it's awful that I do it to myself I certainly wouldn't want to do it to anyone else um and I I really need to shake myself off sometimes and and take a leaf out of my business book and take a leaf out of what I say on the outside and just say hang on a sec stop it, it you may think it needs to be perfect but it doesn't um mm. you may need to think you may think it needs to be done yesterday but maybe tomorrow's okay and just be kinder to myself about this having it all nonsense because what is all 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 is all is if there's a pot of pie if you eat it all it's very clear black or white is there any left or is there none left <laughs> having it all in our world means really nothing because what is well, all... it, and it, it means it's what you put as yeah. having it all. So yeah. by not having it, you know, you are totally and we are totally in control and in charge of what mm. it all is. And going back to what we said before, having it all for me, that's why I love the word balance in there, because it is about balance for me. And it's it means that having all the elements of life that I absolutely adore and enjoy and all the elements that fulfill me is having all of that in my life in some way. And sometimes it's less and sometimes it's more mm. than others. And that to me is, is having it all. Yeah. So that's again, choice, isn't it? What works for me today may not work tomorrow. So then I can change it. And it's all my, it's my, my prerogative. And I love what you said before, because it takes a constant kind of designing it with yourself mm. of, and saying to yourself, okay, this wasn't working two years ago. Is this working today? Yeah. And we get to do that on a daily basis. Okay, so yesterday I wanted to be in the gym for an hour and a half. Do I, do I have the time to do that today? No, I don't. Mm. So it's always about balancing it yeah. and keeping it, keeping it. For me, it's about it being fluid and keeping it flowing rather than getting stuck in the I haven't been to the gym today and I haven't spent three hours with my kids and I haven't read her a story and I haven't you know and I haven't written the blog that I was supposed to write yeah that nothing grows in in that energy no no nothing grows in that energy and in in fact that's it can be very poisonous because it just eats away at you and if you allow it to creep in then that guilt that pressure that should have feeling is poisonous 
um, and you become less efficient. And my, my priority in life is to be as efficient as I possibly can. Um, <laughs> and that's, that's part of your having it all, right? Yes. Is efficiency. Yes. So you see how already they're so different. Yeah. You and me are so different. I don't want efficiency. Efficiency really pisses me off. <laughs> And all my friends, my mother will definitely um, agree with that. I found this quote when I was um, just doing a bit of prep for this call, which I'd really like to share with you. Mm. Um, And it says, I put having it all meaning on Google because I just wanted to see what came up. And it says, live it. You need to decide for yourself what having it all, air quotes, means to you. Mm. You have to have your own personal definition of success. When we decide on success, when we know what having it all means, then we can make our choices. Mm. Deep. Mm. It's good. It's a good one. I think we must not be swayed by what other people tell us. So I've got friends who would never claim they had it all because of the connotations of having it all in our lives, but they're perfectly happy. And I envy those people sometimes because they seem to have a much simpler world and their legs pedal much less furiously and they may look a little less serene, but they're still living a bloody good life. I will never, ever forget, um, and I tell my friend this, um, years and years ago when I had my two babies and I was um, I was working on a very popular TV show at the time, plus I was running <laughs> my hair salon. Mm-hmm. And I had a two-year-old or a three-year-old and a 10-month-old at home. And I was at the studios in London every single day. Mm. And I remember going around on a play date in the morning to my friends um, who didn't work at the time. Mm. And she'd baked cookies that morning. <laughs> and th- I walked in and the house smelled of cookies. And she was calm and she was in a tracksuit. And I was like all pitched up, ready to run to the studios, ready to dump my kids off at the next childminder. And <laughs> I was stressed out because I couldn't fit in all my clients. And I was just juggling so many things. And I wasn't enjoying any of it. I was a wreck. Mm. And I remember walking into this woman, looking at her with the baked smell in her house, knowing that she was going to get to simply put her kids to bed. And- cry because I felt such envy that she'd chosen for herself hello hi Nicole we got a little bit cut off I don't know what happened there technology Um, did you hear the end of my I was telling the end of my story I heard you crying at this cookie smell from your friend I was just I was just so in awe of the, yeah. the simple choices that she'd made for herself and that she got to put her kids to bed and she mm. got to read them a story and she got to just be chilled and be calm and enjoy. She was just so happy. And so, you know, she was just enjoying all parts of her life. And it was the part that I looked at myself and thought, what is all this running around for? What's it worth? And that was the moment where really I started to think about balance and getting a bit more balance in my I- life. I, I, I get that. Um, again, very easy to look at somebody and think how brilliantly they're doing and what excellent choices they make. She may, may, I don't know her, and I wasn't there, but she may have looked at you and thought, look at this super career girl. Off She's been to work, leaving her babies happily at home. And then she's come back and here, I'm going to give her a cookie and she looks fab and I'm a bit envious of that. You know, you just never know, do you? But again, that's just the comparison. Sure monkey coming in isn't it and all it did was highlight to me that my life was out of balance and I didn't like it and I wanted to create something more positive for my kids and for myself yes I think um what we haven't touched on by the way 
is that the, the this uh, notion of perfection there isn't it doesn't exist it, it's like the carrot that you can never ever reach um so perfect body perfect mind perfect job perfect relationship perfect children perfect setup perfect holidays it's nonsense and we have to just slap ourselves metaphorically around the face sometimes <laughs> and say or maybe not metaphorically and say it's not real it doesn't exist this and we haven't talked about social media either, which just fuels all of that. We've got to be so careful with ourselves not to strive for something unattainable, unrealistic or unfair. Again, that's toxic. And so I'm very clear, for example, in my work life that I don't work for the biggest business. My business is just me. Um, and how derogatory that I said just. I should just say my business is me. <laughs> and how different that is. It's so different, isn't it? My business mm. is me. I don't work for the biggest corporates in the world, but I work for great people running great businesses. And I hope that they think I do great work that everybody should be proud of. And what, what would I be striving for if I said what I have isn't enough? Am I striving to work for the biggest brands because they're recognizable? Because when it's easier to explain what you do, are you, am I striving to be someone that other people look at and are impressed by. Well, it doesn't it, it, sound like it anymore. No, but, no not no, it doesn't. But I do. Ha I do always have that little thing on my shoulder, um, the little devil, career devil, saying, "Are you doing what you should be doing in your working world?" Um, because I went to a school where I was told I not only could I have everything, but I should have everything, and that's even worse well you um, went to the same school as my sister didn't mm. you? <laughs> and, and, and by, by the way I had a great time and I never felt an ounce of pressure there I should really be very clear about that I loved my school I loved my school life I didn't feel pressure but looking back I think I wonder where I, I wonder if some foundations of that little thing on my shoulder saying are you doing enough in your career came from that feeling of you can do it all, but no one told us at, at school. That Actually, I'm, I'm going to interrupt you there, and I'm really sorry because what you've just touched on, the are you doing enough? Mm. And I find it interesting that you've only got a career. Oh, and all the rest. Right. So I think that that is quite universal for women. Are, yes. you know, this little devil on the shoulder tapping you saying, are you doing enough? Are you doing enough? Are you doing enough ironing? Mm -hmm. are, you doing, are you doing enough coaching? The ironing. I don't know. Get it's someone just, else to do the ironing. I, I actually do get someone else to do the ironing, but <laughs> but it was just something that came up earlier, so sure. I keep referring back sure, to it because sure. it it's just you know, city of the domestic stuff yeah. that has to happen in the house. Yeah. Um. And I have the are you doing enough mm. I, I, with every aspect of my life, whether it be my exercise, mm. my healthy eating, my parenting. Oh my God, my parenting. Oh, let's not, that's another one as well. I mean, again, that's, you know, that's for another topic, but it's, but it's all based on, are you doing enough? And you know what my answer is nowadays, because I'm so aware of this devil on my shoulder tapping me, are you doing enough? It's just like, yeah, in this moment, I am doing enough and that's going to have to do. Yeah. And I think that's the key, isn't it? In this moment. Um, in this moment in this moment is it enough and gosh my husband's brilliant at saying it's enough about his own about his own world you know if he wants to sit on the couch and watch television after dinner and cancel out all of the other stuff on his to-do list because men have to-do lists too um then he says yeah 
that I'm, I'm going to do that. Whereas I will be zipping around the house doing a thousand other things and then up on my laptop working till one o'clock in the morning, which by the way is not advisable at all, um, to just to pedal away. And why, why shouldn't I make that choice that I've done enough today? I'm going to sit down and watch Grey's Anatomy. Um, okay, so I have a challenge for you. Oh gosh, I knew there'd be one of those. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've kind of set it for yourself. So mm-hmm. tonight, so tonight, are you all listening listeners because I'm going to I'm going to tell you whether she's done it or not tonight I want you to sit in front of the teeth and with any challenge you can say yes no or counter offer I want you I want you can always counter offer yes I want you to sit in front of the tv at 8 30 once your kids are in bed whatever time they go to bed and watch two episodes of Grey's Anatomy (laughs) are you going to do your ironing no (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm not. Oh, actually, no, it's more, are you not going to do your ironing? I'm um, definitely, I'm not doing my ironing. I, lo- I like the challenge. Yes. I like the challenge. Is it going to happen? Or, could... or your counter offer could be a night that you can do it. Yeah, okay. So I could maybe do it tomorrow. Yeah. Okay, I could maybe do it tomorrow. It's not, by the way, because I, I don't want to, but there is a bit of an element of, oh, I've got so little, it's like that kind of proud blabby blabber mouth person that says oh I just simply haven't had time to sit down is that a good thing there was no. an article in the times a few months ago about why why do we why do we look so gleeful when we sim- say we, well, we just simply haven't got time to do that it's why a not? status that we use it as a status symbol yeah it's yeah. like a form of I'm so busy allows us to be have more importance in some way mm. Mm. because I, I used to do this I'm so busy nonsense yeah all the time and it just, it made me feel, I don't know, more self-important. Yeah. And now when I hear myself saying it, I just want to like slap myself metaphorically around the face, as you beautifully said. Um, and guys, for all of you listening, you know, in terms of the challenge that I just gave to Gemma, think of something that you want to challenge for yourself in terms of just putting all the stuff down. Just put mm. it down for a minute and allow yourself. And as Gemma said, just show some kindness you know and what can be in that challenge that will allow you to show some kindness to yourself so in Gemma's case it was you know Grey's Anatomy because that's a program that she loves to watch so just have a think about what you can bring for yourself Mm. can I just say one more thing Nicole of course um this is this came from my lovely 23 year old Floridian cousin who's staying with me this week she's full of pearls of wisdom she said to me that sometimes she can be really really unkind about the way she looks to herself And she said she woke up one morning and said to herself, if I said some of these things out loud to another person, that person would never talk to me again. So how how dare I say them to myself? Yeah. And that really, that was powerful coming from who I, someone I termed my baby cousin. Not so babyish Mm. after all, pretty switched on. We must be kind to ourselves. Stop saying have it all. Say have what you want. Can I have uh, what I want? I love the reframe on that. And that's what I was, I was going to say is it's not about what you stop saying, but it's about what you continue to say mm. and change the message into something that allows you to embrace yourself and feel good about yourself. Yes. We should try to feel better about ourselves all the time, I think. I mean, I, I am a massive, as you know, a massive <laughs> I, advocate I, of that. 
because we're very good at making ourselves feel bad. So what is it, what is it you can walk away with saying, Gemma, that will help you feel better about this having it all nonsense? I think I'm going to try and listen to my own advice, which is stop saying have it all and do it all perfectly and start saying have what you want and what's available to you that makes you feel good and do it to the level that is acceptable to you and the people you're doing it for. And that's enough. And enough is is good enough. Enough is good enough. Okay. Everyone write that down, (laughs) please. Enough is good enough. Gemma, thank you so much for joining me on this podcast. You've been, as I always knew you would be, you've been totally amazing and open-hearted and I really do appreciate your time. So thank you. I've loved it. Thank you very much for having me. Will you come back? I will, but not about school admin, Nicole. (laughs) (laughs) I I might, okay. We'll come up with something, but you've got to come back. I will. Thank you. Have a lovely day. Thank you, and to you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. So there we go. Having it all, really what it comes down to is whatever works for you and how you want your life to run. And I loved all the things that Gemma brought to this and I really do hope you enjoyed the recording too. Um, Let's stop with the comparison monkeys. Let's stop with the perfectionism. Having it all is just whatever works for us and how we want our life to be and what fulfills us and makes us happy regardless of what your friend down the street is doing and how serene they look as a duck, it doesn't matter. All that matters is what brings you joy and peace and calm and happiness and all the things that you want for yourself. If you guys want to get in touch, please feel free to email me at Nicole at NicoleGoodman.co.uk. You can find me on Instagram at NicoleGoodman underscore Life Coach. Um, feel free to DM me of any topics that you would like to hear in the future. Um, I hope to hear from you all. Please stay in touch. Um, please follow me so you can stay up to date with all the future podcasts that are coming up. I do. Um, I put. I promote it more on Instagram than anywhere else. So please come find me. And I look forward to speaking with you all again very soon. Thanks for your time. Thanks for listening. And remember, do what makes you happy. <laughs>